Welcome to a daily word of encouragement with Celebration Church in Thomasville, Georgia. We believe that the Bible is God's word to all people. We love God, we love each other, and we are changing our world one relationship at a time. We want to help you know and love God's word. Join Pastor Jimmy Bryson each day as we discover how to seek God and live our lives encouraged by his word. Good morning. Psalm 85, verse 6, the psalmist declares, Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? That's the cry of my heart. You go, man, that's like the eighth or ninth or 14th day in a row that you mentioned that. Yes, yes, I recognize the need in the church in America to be revived. I recognize the need in the church family that I'm part of locally in Thomasville, Georgia, we need to be revived. I'm keenly aware that personally, I need to be revived. And so my prayer is, will you not revive me again, that I may rejoice in you? You see, the effect of revival is rejoicing. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I don't know about you, but I need strength in these days. So we've been talking about this week some of the symptoms of a people that need to be revived. We look Monday at the, I believe, overarching symptom of a person or people that need to be revived, and that is when we become lukewarm in our passion for Jesus. And then I've stated, this is the third time now, I've stated that when we are zealous for the Lord, not cold, not lukewarm, but as Jesus would say, hot. When we are hot spiritually, I believe the other eight symptoms take care of themselves. We will not be lethargic in praying. We will not be apathetic in gathering together. We will not be complacent in serving. We will not be unfaithful in giving. We will not be indifferent in reaching the lost. We will not be negligent in the word of God, and we will not compromise the truth, which is the word of God. And so when we're not lukewarm and we're what Jesus calls hot, I believe those other symptoms tend to fall in line, but we still must be intentional about pursuing. So we've looked at yesterday and I think maybe the day before, we looked (coughs) at being lethargic in our praying. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. Yesterday, I mentioned about the sin of prayerlessness, the sin of prayerlessness, prayerlessness. I want to take a moment or two and read from the text that I quoted from yesterday. This is 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse number 19. Samuel tells the people of Israel that uh, God is not pleased because of their sin, and the Bryson paraphrase is, bad stuff is about to happen if you don't repent. And so it says in 12, 19, they pleaded with Samuel, pray to the Lord your God for your servants so we don't die. For we've added to all our sins the evil of requesting a king for ourselves. Samuel replied, do not be afraid. Even though you've committed all this evil, don't turn away from the following of the Lord. Instead, worship the Lord with all your heart. Don't turn away to follow worthless things that can't profit or rescue you. They're worthless. The Lord will not abandon his people because of his great name. 
and because he's determined to make you his own people. Now listen to this. As for me, now he, he, he gives them some counsel, tells them what to do, and he says, now as for me, and this is Jimmy now, as for me, I vow that I will not sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you. I will teach you the good and the right way. Above all, fear the Lord and worship him faithfully with all your heart. Consider the great things he has done for you. Samuel says concerning himself, I will not sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you. I mentioned yesterday that when we don't pray, it's a sin. It's a sin against God, Samuel said. Samuel said, when I stop praying for other people, it's a sin against God. Now, we can call our own prayerlessness a weakness. We can say we're so busy and preoccupied. The fact is, we're neglecting the very thing that we should do. We can make excuses, but God calls it disobedience. It's sin against God. Prayerlessness is not only a direct sin against God, it's a sin against others. Jesus told us that we should pray and not give up. Someone once said the worst sin, the worst sin is prayerlessness. Why? Because it shows our indifference and disobedience to God. Listen, prayerlessness reveals my indifference toward God. Prayerlessness is an evidence of what our attitude to God really is. We can say we have an attitude toward God. We can say we love God. We can lift our voices in worship. We can lift our voices in prayer and in, in praise, but prayerlessness reveals a true attitude in our heart toward God. It's it's a kind of unfaithfulness. It's a kind of lovelessness. Our relationship with God is not what it should be. But if we don't love him enough to find time to get alone with him and listen to him and talk to him, that relationship will never grow. Prayerlessness proclaims that our relationship to Jesus is not very loving and not very close. How would you like on your tombstone for it to be said, here lies Jesus. He was not very loving. He was not very close to Jesus. I mean, here, here lies Jimmy, not Jesus, but here lies Jimmy. He was not very loving and not very close to Jesus. Now, I, I would go, no, 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 I love Jesus. I'm close to Jesus. Like, you know, I, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. But my prayerlessness is a revelation that I don't really love Jesus enough to nestle close to him, to be into his bosom, listen to his heartbeat, and share my innermost needs with him. An adequate relationship with Jesus, a vibrant, a thriving relationship with Jesus always includes prayer. Not just the desire, but the actual practice of prayer. Father, I pray in Jesus' name, I will not be guilty of the sin of prayerlessness. I pray that Everyone listening to this podcast, none will be guilty of the sin of prayerlessness. In Jesus' name, amen.